Happy holidays, gamers. It's Leighton here from the show that you're listening to. It's time for our annual best of slash worst of clip show. And who doesn't love a clip show where we can relive the best moments from this past year? And on this episode, Brian's not here, but we do have a very special guest, Leighton Knight's number one fan, to discuss these clips and to reflect on another great year of Leighton Knight with Brian Wecht. I'm so pleased with that rhyme that I forgot what else I'm supposed to say. Oh, patreon.com slash night. You listen to this show. There's all sorts of good stuff there. Only cool people are on the Patreon. So I guess if you're not on the Patreon, you're not cool. So how about that? Is that effective marketing? Does negging work? Who knows? Anyway, go there. It's good. Do you want some merch? Merch.latenight.com. There's hats that say come on them. There's, there's beanies that have peaches and lemon. I'm wearing one right now. It's soft and cozy. And if anybody asks me what it's from, sure as shit, I'm not going to tell them it's from my podcast. I think I will simply curl up and die instead. Well, here's the episode. <laughs> Sick. Hell yeah. Welcome to the podcast. A couple guys podcasting. Well, hey, Brian. Welcome to another episode of Late Night with Brian Wecht. How are you doing, Brian? Look at me. It's Brian. Just kidding. It's Vernon. I've won. I've defeated Brian. We don't need him. I'm the new guy in town. 2023 Late Night with Vernon Shaw is going to be off the chain. Is this selling at all? You know, I was I was really hoping you were going to yes and my bit and pretending that you were Brian. Oh, like, yeah, I am Brian. What's up? Who wants some <laughs> mayo? I don't know. Something about music theory. Uh, I don't know. Th- we're playing the piano. What's the fifth? I don't know because I'm Brian. What? <laughs> you got any hot physics facts for us? You know, this, this whole time, I can't stop thinking about the last time I was on here and you were like, dude, Vernon, like Brian has your number even without him here. <laughs> like... Like he doesn't, he, that's my dog. Uh, thank you, Red. Uh, anything else, Red? No, you don't. Oh, there. <laughs> there you go. Oh, she's such a podcaster. Oh. Are we good? Are we? Hey, Leighton. How was 2022 for you? Uh, uh, this is. Uh, uh, Ugh. Yeah. Is that an yeah, yeah, answer? Yeah. Yeah, I feel ya. How about you, Vernon? I don't know, man. Like, fucking... We're out of the pandemic, so I don't feel like I have any excuses left for why, like, I'm living like such a scumbag still. I mean, are we out of the pandemic, really? Who knows, man? Shit just kept happening. Yeah. Wow, we're going into this podcast so, like, high energy right now. <laughs> I am feeling so optimistic about our future, Leighton. I love this because you and I have never done a solo late night thing before, which is a crime to me because we are regularly putting out podcast quality. Uh, yeah, but it, like, very it, it, it's us after we have watched a movie screaming about something on a balcony. Right. And my neighbors can hear me. <laughs> my neighbors can hear me, too. And like I've said some like real vile shit in servitude of good cinema. Yeah, for folks at home, you know, over the pandemic, Vernon and I have been watching a lot of uh, TV shows and films from the comfort of a Discord call, even though we live 60 (laughs) seconds from each other. It's one of the laziest things either of us do. Yeah, but I don't got to go anywhere and I can be horizontal while I watch The Wire. And I watched the entirety of The Sopranos. And I thought it was really, really nice. Yes, it was. And now we're watching The Wire, but a little asynced. I'm not even mad about that because, like, we'll, we'll go a week or two without watching anything. And then I'm like, hey, do you want to watch The Wire? And I'll finally convince you to say yes. And then we watch one episode of The Wire. And then I talk to you the next day and you're like, well, I'm done with season two now. <laughs> yeah, that's and valid. I feel like the richest man on earth for already having seen The Wire. And I'm just glad that you're getting to experience it. That's great. You know, sometimes you can't stay away from one Mr. Frank Sabatka. (laughs) (laughs) 
who wait how, how did i describe him he looks like red from that 70s show but if he was drawn in the style of Ren and Stimpy, but the style was that, like, frame they do when they do the really ugly version of a character. Oh, yeah. That joke sold way better when we were high. Yeah, it did. But my <laughs> version was that Frank Sabaka looks like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, but you put him in Photoshop and use that top transform handle to just squish him down a just little bit. squish him down just a little bit. I wish I walked around like that fucking guy. What would you say is the general average temperature for the wire for like the average late night fan? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Folks, sound off in the comments below. You guys have been at this for like kind of a bit now, right? Two years. Like a decent amount of change. Like I feel like you would have attracted at least some sort of like fan base of like people like us with really awful taste in cinema (laughs) just like really worthless i was like oh man i'm gonna watch criterion classic movies and then make it really hard to make any friends dude this was me at your thing the other night (laughs) just i i don't know if you heard me one of your friends was like turned to me and was like so what do you do and i straight up was like i kind of don't want to talk about work have you watched anything good lately (laughs) for the listeners i had a birthday party at a birthday party, and it was fun because it was, like, introducing a lot of friends from different aspects of my life all together, and then just, like, feeling that anxiety of, like, please let my friends be friends with other friends. Did you make it into the speakeasy there? I did. It was really tiny, and it was, I don't know, man, I appreciate it. Anyway, so yeah, that was me at that party, just being like, anyway, so there's this movie called Shrinky Dink. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Skinamarink, right? Yes, I I do mean, I I do mean... (laughs) I do mean Synecdoche, New York. <laughs> Had anyone else seen? Oh, fuck no. Nobody's heard of it. Really? Okay, because the person who I think you were talking to is like my other big like cinema bro fan. Oh, no, I found him and I was like, oh, thank God I can harass this person about <laughs> movies. Oh, man. Do you want to just jump into it right here? Let's, let's get into Skinamarink right now. I just want to say for folks at home, it'll probably be a minute before you hear another, you know, full length episode where I can truly what's popping. But I watched this film called Skinamarink and I guess I heard that it is like big on TikTok and thus is getting a lot of divisive whatever. I didn't know about that. I just saw a new movie on Letterboxd and I was like, hmm, sounds cool. I have not been frightened by a horror movie in literal years The last time I watched one through my fingers was seeing Hereditary in theaters, totally blind, clutching Will Wiesenfeld's hand. (laughs) But this one, I I watched it in broad fucking daylight and I got jump scared multiple times and reader, I screamed. So, Which, I don't know, after having known you for as long as I've known you, like, I don't think it can be emphasized enough just how much of a big deal that is that you were physically affected by a movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm recommending it now. I think it's very much either you are super into it or you fucking hate it. Is it one of those movies where just like the less you know going into it, the better? Yeah, don't read any of the praise. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say find it and watch it. Wait until it is like legally out and then watch it. But if you're going to watch it at home, watch it in the dark headphones, full volume. Like I, the other night, was sitting on my balcony and I was thinking about shit from that movie and I was getting like scared. <laughs> oh God, I love that. I love that so much. I need you to watch it, man. <laughs> but you you watched um, We're All Going to the World's Fair right after that, right? Yes, I did. I love that movie fantastic so much. Film. Fantastic film. Folks at home, especially on the heels of that Sarah Z episode, speaking of like, you know, being a weird teen on the internet like that is the weird depressed teen on the internet movie and also has a lot of like fun trans dysphoria subtext like i find that very interesting my favorite types of movies are the one that like as soon as the movie ends i'm like man fuck that movie and then two or three (laughs) days later i'm still thinking about it yeah totally totally and then i watched eighth grade finally which is one (laughs) of those things that suffered from everyone liking it too much. So I was like, I'm never going to watch this shit. And then everybody was like, we're all going to the World's Fair is eighth grade, but creepypasta. (laughs) Is that like the triumvirate of bummed out teenager cinema? I mean, Skinner Rink is like bummed out toddler cinema. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, to set the expectation for folks at home, that movie is you stare at walls for an hour 40, basically. But it's the best horror movie I've seen in a really long time. It is so hard to get people to trust 
your movie reviews. Dude, you're staring at a wall. Nothing happens. Best movie of 2022. I'm trying to temper expectations. Okay, look, hold on. I got to look at my letterbox because I haven't watched like barely any movies this year. And then since the 15th, I've watched Girl Interrupted, Steve McQueen's Shame, We're All Going to the World's Fair, Shrinky Dink, Exhibit A, Spencer, The Night House, Eighth Grade, The Swerve, Take Shelter, Void, Crimes of the Future, Toys Are Not for Children, and Cutting Moments. Two of those are short films. What's your favorite letterboxed review of the year? Ooh, that's a good question. I was saying this to you the other day. Letterboxd is the only social media website I feel okay and comfortable putting my authentic thoughts and feelings on. Well, it's the only one for me at all. Yeah. But I'm posting my feelings there. Let me tell you, mostly just complaining that All Quiet on the Western Front 2022 was too long. Yeah. And you, oh my God, why is Letterboxd giving me an ad for Jordan B. Peterson? Oh, no. Disgusting. Oh, you can't get away from him. You know, I watched uh, Davy Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future and my review was I've been thinking about how tasty that fucking plastic looked all day. (laughs) It's a movie about eating plastic, like reject modernity, eat plastic. (laughs) That's where we're at, man. Actually, all, all of my reviews are about how movies are too long. What's yours? I will read my probably my best or at least my most liked one this year, which was for Barbarian 2022, five stars. Watching trailers, life is shit, movies are shit. We peaked with anti-fruity food jokes in fucking 2007. Can you imagine being that rich and making movies about how rich people bad and then have normal people praise you for standing up to the capitalist machine? What a joke. Fucking post-pig, post-parasite, post-knives out. Haha, look, the incel Sims movie. Whoops, haha, I love how jokes now are just one person saying a thing and the other person repeating it funny. And God, I hate movies. I hate myself. I mean, movies, I hate them. I hate movies. Watching Barbarian 2022. Is this what it's like to have a regular amount of serotonin? to feel joy, to laugh in unison with an enthralled crowd. Is this what it used to feel like to love something? 60 likes, did numbers. Barbarian was so good. It was cleansing. It's the first movie I've watched in a long time where I was like, I truly have no fucking idea what's going to happen next. And I'm <laughs> so bothered by that. It was just a joy. Because you and I, we had a pretty bad run of seeing just absolute dog shit in theaters. Yeah, I can't. Well, I also can't stop thinking about like, you know, coming back into the world. And it's like, oh, what's the first movie that's going to welcome us back to cinemas? <laughs> what's, what's what's the movie that the like, oh, the glitz and glamour of Hollywood are back. Let's watch Nicolas Cage's Pig, which everyone else likes, but apparently us. And what is wrong with us? But like, I feel very strong in my dislike and I have a lot of conviction yeah. For how much I dislike Pig. Yeah. Even Jory thought it was okay. Like, Jory, Jory extended an olive branch to that film, which I respect and appreciate. Like, having been friends with you and Jory for a really long time, if there was, not to use the word triumvirate twice in a podcast, but there was a triumvirate <laughs> between you, me, and Jory, where, like, I don't know if we've ever all agreed on one film. It's a Venn diagram of Jory, Vernon, Leighton. And there will be things in the overlap of like Leighton and Jory and Leighton and Vernon that we like, but I can't think of a single movie that is solidly in the middle. Because something like Martyrs 2008 is like Leighton and Vernon, but not Jory. Yeah, Jory's not one of the like, oh, the head got chopped off. She's got no skin anymore. That that shit rules. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's my favorite. That's the only way I can feel alive. (laughs) So anyway, folks, this is the... Part one of the best of the year of late night. So we're going to play a bunch of clips for you. But because it's a rare occasion in which Brian is not here to cramp my style and Vernon's here, who I love ranting about Vernon, shit with. who is a uh, number one late night fan. I've listened to most of them. That's fucked up. And I've got my opinions. And I'm so glad that you're finally here to sit with me and take a couple notes on these best of clips yes and i want i want to hear your thoughts on it but also i kind of want to talk about bullshit a little longer because folks (laughs) if you're a faithful listener to this show you probably heard a bunch of these clips recently and you know you deserve a little new content since brian's dead again yeah and who better to serve that to you than layton's friend vernon who is very hard to find at all times and just every once in a while pops up on a podcast like he's a gopher sticking his head out of the hole to see if it's safe to go on the internet again. Never is. Never will be. The internet is a bad place. Yep. That Except is for Letterboxd. Accurate. What's other shit that we ran about? What's the feeling of like 
when we're on a balcony after we've watched Sopranos, like, how do we get so, like, rowdy and mean about content? And the second <laughs> that I see the waveform on uh, Audacity, I'm like, oh, I have to be very reserved about everything that I say right now. Yeah, well, we're also both clearly incredibly high energy today because... Oh, dude, I'm fucking feeling it. What is up with that fucking Christmas energy this year? I am dying. Rancid. Absolutely rancid. Um, I'm just watching movies obsessively so I don't have to have a brain and think about things. And then, uh-oh, today I didn't watch movies because I had to do work, but then I thought about stuff and then I had to take a fat Xanax nap and I had a dream about Homestuck and it was a nightmare. <laughs> also, like, can, I, can I just say that the Sarah Z episode that you guys did, I've never wanted to interject into a podcast more Whenever you try to tell me anything about Homestuck, it is the most absolute batshit insane stuff I have ever heard coming as a man who has never, ever experienced anything Homestuck. You told me about coming in in a bucket like it was regular, <laughs> like a regular no, thing. No, 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 Hold on. You're not coming in the bucket. Your blood goes in the bucket, all right? You're, you're it's okay. essentially coming. But the blood has your genetic information. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. everybody, but everybody comes blood into the bucket. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vernon, like, literally let me go off at him about various Homestuck lore. And then when I was like, you know, the bucket is, like, the least confusing part of (laughs) Homestuck lore. And you just went, fuck you. No, it was like, wait, hold on. Can we go, like, stop. I haven't, like, finished processing the bucket yet. Because, like, okay, my whole experience with Homestuck is just from having gone to Comic-Con for several consecutive years back in the day. And one year I was going to Comic-Con and everything seemed fine. And then the next year, for some reason, there were just a bunch of people with a bunch of, like, gray face paint. And they all had bits. They all had bits that they were doing with each other, and I didn't understand what it was. But I remember when I asked you about this, you were like, Hey, Vernon, if you had just come up to them with a bucket, they all would have screamed and run away. Like, everybody is in on the gag about the bucket. And I just can't fucking drop the bucket, dude. Yeah, you know what's great is I found out that there is a new a new fan of Late Night, supposedly, as discovered when opening a letter from my grandmother and the opening lines being, so I was <laughs> you watching your Late Night with Sarah Z. No, I don't want to go here. I don't want to talk about it because now I have multiple family members who listen to this show, apparently... Which is great, you know. Does anybody know I'm here? Who knows? Vernon, as an avid listener of Late Night with Brian Wecht, what are some of your favorite moments from this past year uh, of podcasting? Uh, let's just pull up a couple of the things. Because I'm not joking, I have listened to, to Late Night with Brian Wecht pretty... Like, I will say, you guys are my most listened to podcast, because like I put it on every week, just to hang That's out with my friends. Fucked up. I don't know. I've gotten in the habit of like whenever I drive down to San Diego to visit my family, like I always have like an episode of late night or two just to like listen to while I go down there. Last the entirety of the car trip. It's just very, very nice. Bose was hilarious. Bose was so great. Sorry, I want to go back to um, my last appearance on late night where you and Allison were talking like mad shit on drive. The entire time. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like everything that you guys said about like it being just like not a good movie. I agree with. But you know what, motherfucker? I enjoyed it. As like a quiet guy who lives alone, like my ultimate male fantasy is for someone to see a quiet guy who lives alone and be like, that's the coolest shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, oh, dude, shit, man. Like he's walking on a sidewalk and not talking to anyone. Oh my yeah, God. man, that's ideal. Put Kavinsky's night call on it while he drives from one place to another. Is the city this guy's church? <laughs> Holy shit. No, so like there's my addendum for the year is that I wish I had been more defensive of Drive when you guys are talking shit on it because like legitimately like I do enjoy that movie. I don't think I've ever enjoyed anything Nicholas Winding Refn did. <laughs> Brutal. Did you see Only God Forgives? No, I haven't. Uh, so bad. It's like everything. I was willing to give it another shot because I was like, all right, everybody loves this asshole. Maybe Drive just doesn't hit for me. And then I watched Only God Forgives and it was like, actually, any goodwill I might have had for this man is completely gone. It's like everything that was bad about Drive is a million times worse and more racist. I was about to say that I really liked Bronson. And then I realized that like 
Oh, I just liked every piece of Bronson that wasn't Nicholas Winding Refn directing Bronson. Hmm. I, I don't know if you know you're like you're familiar with the setup of that movie, but like it's about like that's the most violent man in England. It's just Tom Hardy like fucking kicking people's asses, like just getting naked, like rubbing himself with butter and fighting people. <laughs> that's not like that's not a joke. That like that's an actual <laughs> thing that happens in the movie. I think more than once. Just rubs himself down with butter. You see his dick, and he just fucking goes for the fight, man. And those were he great. Just like frotting with a stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but okay, but like those parts of the movie were truly great. I really, really enjoyed them. But like it would always be interspersed throughout this like storytelling mechanism where now like Tom Hardy as Bronson's on stage, like doing a stage play, but there's neon behind him. Where did the neon come from? Why do we have to put the neon in there? It's because of fucking Nicholas Winding Refn. You know me, I love making fun of directors' names, but like I can't think of anything good for Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah, I think about Lars von Trier a lot. Or <laughs> Lars von Tryhard. <laughs> as much as I hate the guy and just find him an absolute insufferable piece of shit, he has made some absolute goddamn bangers, some of which are my favorite movies. He's also yeah, made some I, dog I shit. Guess. But like Melancholia is probably the best movie about depression of all time. You know, I've never seen I won't it. even hedge that. Dude, do you want to be sad? I'm depressed all the time. Do you want to see Kristen Dunn's titties? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, it's very good. Also, Dogville starring Nicole Kidman and also Patricia Clarkson hey. and Paul Bettany and a bunch of other people. That movie is just fucking killer. It's so good. Let me ask you a question. Like, did you have like a standout guest this year who you thought was like exactly what you're looking for from the late night show? Because, uh, like, I don't know, man, like, I, I think, like, again, as a as a late night fan, like, you guys have gotten some real heavy hitters this year, like, especially with, like, Sarah Z and Matt Orchard. I don't know, you guys have just gotten, like, some, like, real, like, internet motherfuckers on here, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah, me too. I think um, one of the things that I like about doing this show is when Brian isn't here. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I like about doing the show is that we kind of have these different subgenres of episodes. And I think sometimes it feels like who gets custody of the episode for a weekend, which is usually <laughs> we'll have a guest who has an expertise. It, because, you know, anybody's science and physics-y... Oh, yeah, that, go that goes to Brian, right? Yeah, and I think about those are episodes where I kind of have to do some Ben Kisseling. Which is the easy job of podcasting where you're just like, man, I'm just going to show up, not do any research and be like, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, if only I had the dulcet tones of Mr. <laughs> ben Kissel. But we have some of those and then we have something like the Sarah Zed one where it's just uh, Zoomers going off. And then there are, there are ones where it's like we get really deep into an actually serious discussion. But I think my favorite type of episodes, I think this is exemplified by, say, the Alpha Rad episode where it's just mm -hmm. chaos reigns. I would put the, like the Miles Luna episodes in that oh, yeah. same bucket, right? I have to tell you right now, I think the world of Miles Luna. I used Dude. to talk to that guy all the time when I was more on the internet and I miss him dearly. So Miles, if you're out there, I love you so much. I just think you're the tops. I think you're just rad. Yeah, I can't believe that I haven't met him in person because that man's getting a, a fat hug. Oh, for sure. Well, 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 speaking of Miles Luna. Oh, this is a good segue. Yeah, right? Because I'm a fucking professional. Let me look at my spreadsheet. By the way, these clips that we're using in this best of were very lovingly and kindly suggested by listeners on Instagram, our Discord, and the bad website, Elon's Clubhouse. <laughs> So thank you for submitting things and thank you for submitting timestamps for making our lives easier. And I'm just glad that people have bits from the year off the tops of their heads that they uh, shared with us. So speaking of Miles Luna, let's listen to this clip from the Miles Luna episode. There we go. One bad One gloop, bad bet gloop, you do bet what, you what do a yoinky slurks I don't care what the actual words to this song are. Right? Okay, I can't so stand this. That came on, and I was like, what? It's a real beat. <laughs> it's also a pretty great beat, honestly. It is. It's pretty good. One great beat, one bad gloop. All right. Yeah, that's art, baby. 
Get that tattooed over my butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a legendary tramp stamp for you. <laughs> Here's a thought. By the okay. end of today, we all each have to get a tattoo on our ass. It's dictated. Mm. It needs to be larger. It can't be like small. It needs to be at least like five by five inches. Okay. You're at gunpoint, tattoo gunpoint, and you have to make a choice. What uh-huh. are you getting? Oh, hmm. and it can be anything, anything at all. It can be anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm tempted to say a picture of my own face pointing down and being like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which cheek? I misheard and said lower back. Oh, no, sir. No, we're not tramp stamping. It needs to be on the ass cheek. On only one. I see. Well, I see, you know, you can do both. They'll shoot you if you don't get at least one. But if you get two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do like Night of the Hunter. And it's going to say <laughs> L-O-V-E on one, but then just H-A-T on the other. So it says love and hat. <laughs> That's really good. That's Thanks. really, really good. Oh, my God. The Night of the Hunter yeah. reference is. Uh, Thank you. And then people would be like, where's the E in hate? And I'd say, I'm the E. And it stands for energy. <laughs> there you go. Because that's what I bring. Well, I'm glad that you didn't say that you would spread your cheeks and there's the E, but- <laughs> Oh, yeah, know. it's right there. Yes. So here's here's what I'm thinking, right? I'm always thinking of climbing that ladder, you know? Really like making it big, making a splash, content, sponsored by Audible is what I think <laughs> I would get tattooed on my butt. And I don't uh-huh. know how, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but I'm sure I could find someone over at Audible. I can shake a few hands, kiss a few babies. Yep. We're going to make a deal and someone's going to pay me for this ass. That's, that's what it. I'm thinking. There you go. I'm creating an opportunity where there was once only a cheek. That's, that's passive income, baby. That's, that's passive right. income. And that's what it's all about. Gig economy, put it on your butt. That's right. Monetize <laughs> that bitch. Yes. Monetize absolutely. that ass. <laughs> I think I just wrote a slogan for OnlyFans. Maybe I should put sponsored by OnlyFans on my butt. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Has someone done this, like the, whatever it was, the million pixel homepage with their own body and tattoos? Surely. Someone must Surely. have done this, right? Oh, my answer to this question? Yes. I'm going to get the full lyrics of <laughs> Radiohead's OK Computer. <laughs> the entire album? Full, the entire album lyrics. Yes. And make sure I never have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. You know, we're all fitter, happier, more productive, not drinking too much. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Obviously, I need to keep my brand deal with Audible. Listen to Audible. Um, sure, this is not sure sponsored sure. by Audible, but it will be, I'm sure, one day. I want to throw something else on my other cheek. Can I throw that yeah, in real yeah, yeah, fast? Of course. We'll of course. allow it. A QR code, right? Great. And when you scan it, your phone will open up just a picture of my butt sponsored by <laughs> Great. Hit him with the one-two punch. Yes. That's two ad it. deals in one. I'm doubling my yeah. income right now. That's awesome. Man, those people who do like grifty, take this online course to find out how to make passive income. I'm making your own online course. <laughs> they really need to be taking some notes. Monetize that Okay, ass. for that tattoo, it's a QR code to Miles Luna's masterclass on passive <laughs> income. Ass is all capitalized. Uh, Asterclass? <laughs> there you Asterclass. go. Asterclass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the episode title right there. Masterclass with an ass, ASS. Every time I talk with you people, I'm just like, you're hitting me with so much like life changing stuff here. First, it was the gloop. Now it's this. We change lives. Yeah. When I'm on next year, I'll be rolling in that audible money. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to show us your ass. Of course, if you you're come welcome. in, and, and so next next year you call in. Yeah, well, of course, of course. Thank you. Uh, you call in, and suddenly you're in like a Jay Z style mansion. Yes, or you're in space or something, and it's like, where the fuck did he get that money? And it's like, wait a minute, that's audible money. That's the ass money. Wow, wasn't that such a great clip? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Okay, so like, let me let me take you inside the late night with Brian Wecht studio audience experience. I was in a McDonald's drive-through line, listening to this, having a good jolly laugh while I got my egg McMuffin so that I could drive to San Diego. That adds nothing to the clip, but again, like I don't know, man. It's flavor. Um, it's flavor. Miles Luna is so cool. I think he's so cool, man. I want to be Miles Luna when I grow up. 
that thing you were telling me uh, the last time we talked about this was like, yeah, last time you checked in with Miles Luna, he was like, yeah, I wanted to be like working in indie games more. Like, that's my goal. And then when he's checking on him this year, that's exactly what he's doing. And if that isn't a dream he realized, I don't know what is. Yeah, I'm proud of that man. Gosh. Well, that was a very funny clip in which we talked about tattooing our asses. I, I would like a super cut of the number of bits I've done this year about never having sex again and how most of them involve Radiohead. <laughs> so where were you in terms of like Radiohead fandom uh, Spotify-wise? Uh, 0.01%. The second yeah, so, year in a row, baby. So point, point zero, like there's a lot of Radiohead fans, right? Like There's a lot of Radioheads, yes. Excellent. Well, let's see. Since we were talking about prestige television shows and The Sopranos, I think that's an excellent segue into our next clip, which is from our Patreon. So you're getting a little taste from the Patreon. This is from Gabagool School. A Patreon which you can buy into right now, correct? Where could people do that? Is that patreon.com slash late night? Sure the fuck is. Oh, man. And what what a deal. And let me say, if you missed it, folks, and you love Jory, which we all do, we uploaded the first two episodes of Gabagool School, our Sopranos watch through on our main feed. And if you haven't listened to them, I'm telling you, even if you are like not into the Sopranos, it's just quality Jory content. And we all want more of that. Anyway, I forget exactly what this clip is, but I know you're going to enjoy it. So here it is. You count us in this time because my my right. throat is not yeah. enjoying. Layton, don't invite him to count us in. He's going to do a bit. You know he's going to do a bit. I would never, Jory, I would never. <laughs> you know okay. Brian doesn't do bits. <sighs> okay, I'm going to I'm gonna count us in. Is everybody ready, first of all? Is everybody's counter at zero, zero? Correct. Yes. <laughs> Why do you guys sound so upset? Because <laughs> <laughs> we see a bit coming. It's going to squander <laughs> hours in the listener's no, no, no. time. Okay, I'm not going to do a bit. And just to prove to you I'm not going to bit, do a bit, I'm going to count down in my head. <laughs> and that way no one can accuse me of doing a fucking bit or a routine <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Ooh, um, you little scamp. I just want to describe to you my facial expression. It's full of bemused <laughs> chagrin. I look frustrated, <laughs> but the corners of my lips are curled upwards. Hey, are you my wife? mildly affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I call that the Rachel face. Oh, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You little fucker. Yeah. Why did we get married? I don't know. Uh, We're going to go here in 35. (laughs) Are you well? 32. I I went to Hakalugi into my empty Gatorade bottle and I just spat it directly on my nines. Oh my god. Okay, you got 27 seconds to resolve this issue, I guess. This is my favorite pair. 25. 24. I have to burn these now. 22. Leighton, I have this recurring mental image when I'm walking up the stairs into my bedroom where. I constantly picture myself falling over and hitting the bottom step and the top of my cranium being perfectly cleft off by the impact. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So frustrating. Sorry, I got distracted. I got distracted. I'm just picturing ruin and devastation. Yeah, no, I think the same thing. Same with like. Uh, if I step out into traffic, I will be flattened 32. by a car, like yes. a pancake in a cartoon. 31. I had this thing totally for a while where it was just like the perfect final destination of like picturing being like run down the street on my bicycle and somehow accidentally being decapitated by like a metal street sign as I go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now have that when I'm walking past street signs <laughs> at a normal pace. In a cool one mile an hour. Yes. Just clean 20. off. Yeah. 19. Brian, can you count 18, faster? 17. Si- sorry, I got distracted. I got started. 35. 
Thirty-four. The main thing that I'm thinking about is thirty-two. Thirteen. Oh my god. It's the character um, I believe 12, from Final Destination One. His name is Billy. I think he's played by an iconic kind of nineties. There's a moment late in the film where <laughs> they, they make this kind of ironic inversion where this kind of relief character, but at this point actually becomes sort of an aggressor who is heightening the audience's anxiety about the movie's abstract concept of death. And there's a point where they're standing by railroad tracks. And at this point, the audience, of course, has already seen the iconic scene where one of the characters early in the film is run down by a bus uh, in a sudden and unceremonious display of violence. The, 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 the viewer hears that there's a train coming Five, and expects something similar and instead four, the train zip by without three, incident and instead two, it actually hits a piece of chain one, uh uh chain play. that then rattles oh All fuck right, we're rolling <laughs> do, do i need to do that again because i paused mine are you serious <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you this is a setup for a bit he's gonna count down from 35 again Two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To be fair to, to the people at home, we need to leave a timestamp of when this moment is so people don't follow along with that first one and then try to roll with like, okay. this is the official, this is where it starts and do not use that as fuel to do a bit. I would never, but I, w- I would just add, when have we ever been fair to the people at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the customer is always wrong. Let's go. Yeah, yeah you paid for this. Caveat Amtor. Okay, three. Two, one, play. All right, that means go. clean right. slate, by the way. <laughs> I see what Shit, I paused it. I paused it. I'm so what? Sorry. That, was God. <laughs> that was a fucking accident. I'm so sorry. I'm so. I oh. fucked up bad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to change the volume and I hit pause. I fucked up bad is such a funny, exaggerated, like, mischaracterization of this. <laughs> All right. But I go. did emotionally. Are we <laughs> back? Are we back, at, are we back at zero? Ready. Three. Four. Oh, my God. Three. <laughs> We got through the last two, one without your kids. Two. One. Play. I've, okay. I've been in suspense waiting to hear what this guy bought when he woke up this morning. <laughs> I'm right, holding my hands here, in the right? air. Wow. Wasn't that such a great clip? I agree. I listened to your last Best Of episode in preparation for this, which I'm, like, really just fucking knocking it out of the park here today in terms of just how Best Of episodes go. But one of my favorite bits was that, like, phrase you guys learned, like, about just asking questions and calling it jacking off. <laughs> I feel that, <laughs> man. I didn't even re- re-listen to that Best Of. What's in that Best Of? Oh, God. You you had, um first of all, Allie on the podcast, which is just a Classic. delight. Allie's perfect. She is. But during that, like, Brian telling that, like, really, really extensive story about, like, how he had a terrible girlfriend who had to see Brian play yes, the saxophone yes, yes, on yes. her birthday. Yeah, Ben Folds. <laughs> and how she was convinced that one of his bandmates had said the songs about breaking up with your girlfriend, which we all think Brian should do. Well, like, <laughs> this is about breaking up with your girlfriend, which some of you should do, like Brian and his girlfriend, right into the song. So it was just like a really sprawling epic about like gaslighting and betrayal. And I think had all of the elements of a good storytelling that I think makes for a perfect late night bit. A saga of gaslighting and betrayal should be the tagline <laughs> for late night with Brian Wax. Oh, man. Speaking of gaslighting. <laughs> so this next bit is from episode 110 with Paul Gannon, who was completely game to this horrible bit that we subjected him to. Here's that clip. Segments. I've actually, you know what? Here, I'm going to try something new. Layton, on this segment. Why are you addressing me? Do you, well, do you want to introduce the What's Poppin' segment? We've had Paul as a repeat guest. Yeah. And a valued mm-hmm. client and friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but content would wise, you I'm care? spent. <laughs> That's right. Now he has nothing else to say. <laughs> I have nothing. Uh, uh, Normally, I would introduce the What's Poppin' segment uh-huh. here, but I'm curious if you'd like to give it a crack this week. Sure. 
Why does it sound like it's a catch involved or a trick or a trap? No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Just to be, just to be very, very clear, uh, there's no, there's no catch. Okay. There, there's nothing sinister mm-hmm. going on here. Late. This is not something Layton expected, but in the, you know, w- w- what is, uh, when, when you know this well, Paul, when you co-host with someone, you should uh, set them up for success, right? You. you that's so right, Brian, and that's exactly and what you just up, did. Shut up! 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 Um, you set them up for success and you let them, you share a little bit of yourself with them Hmm. and you let them share uh, a little bit of themselves with you, right? It's a, it's a kind of magical symbiosis that, that good co-hosts like. And speaking of that symbiosis. No, no, shut shut up. Just shut up for a second, please. (laughs) Let me finish this. Um, uh, That two co-hosts share. So what I've tried to do with this bit is I've tried to kind of spread the, the introduction of the segment, which normally I would do all by myself, uh, tried to spread it out a little to give Leighton, whose voice is is Leighton is a valued member of the Leighton Knight team. Thank you, and, and as a valued uh, member do, of the no, Leighton Knight team, I swear to I'm fucking God, upset. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You as a man are speaking over me, let, a woman, I, I believe, and you're you very interrupted on the left. Me. You're so you interrupted. Woke. No, no, no. You are so about being woke. And meanwhile, I'm a girl boss. I'm speaking my truth. And this I am man is talking over me. Inter- I am not interested in being. Oh, you're not interested in women's my rights. Show. You're not. No, I am very interested. I am a vocal donor to. The I am a woman, and I have a right to tell you, you know shut that. the fuck up, Brian Weck. I don't deny that you have that right, but I don't appreciate being interrupted, <laughs> least of all on my own show. So all I'm asking you on your own show, just, whose name comes first on the show, Brian? Yeah, whose full name comes first? Whose full name? It could be Layton anybody, but it's. Brian Way. So just wait yeah, a because it's a Madonna let type situation let where me, my last name does finish. not even need to be ne- in the equation ne- listen, because everybody knows that it's Nevertheless, I persisted. <laughs> I I refuse to be interrupted by a friend and co-host. So just let me finish this before I throw to you, Layton. Would you care to introduce the What's Poppin' segment? No, go fuck yourself. Okay, so this bit is. When Brian and I were yelling at each other for what's popping, it's the one where I was accusing him of being a fake woke feminist. Brian Wex, not an ally. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's is the that, major takeaway. Is that the takeaway from the bit? Yeah, that I was busy trying to girl boss and I was just trying to speak my truth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you and this can go not just for this year, but over the longevity of the show, do you have a favorite what's popping introduction? Oh gosh. The ones I dream of where, like, someone gets the upper hand on Brian, which I've mm. never been able to do. I never will be able to do. He just has my number, and I just, I've just i just accepted that that's how it is. But I think Aaron and Ross were the only guys to sort of just, like, out Brian Brian in that. God, Ross's was so good. My favorite that was just, like, it was just brought upon because you kind of had, like, a wonky connection, right? Yes, that's exactly what it was. We had a delay, and Ross and I were both, like didn't say anything about it to Brian because like we just couldn't hear him very well. And so I think it was not a planned bit for Ross to do that, but there was such a (laughs) delay. I was like worried about him the whole episode because he was being really slow to respond. Yeah, like in that specific what's popping clip, I was like, man, this is like, does Ross really not want to be here? (laughs) Nope, that was just good old Zencaster. I think that's the only energy that you can like defeat Brian with. He just got up and left. Like, you, you don't yes and with Brian, you know but. Yeah, you have to. That's the only way to beat him. Yes, indeed. You know what? We mentioned Allie, but we did not transition into listening. And you know what? This is actually perfect because this is a situation in which I am the butt of the joke and Allie colluded with Brian to make what's popping as miserable as possible. We have to move on to segments. Oh, sorry. I forgot about segments. I promised Jarek I would keep these kind of compact, so I don't want to okay. yeah. go on too long. So our first segment, Allie, uh, no. and I do want to get through this pretty quick, so let's keep oh, this no. moving. Oh, no. Is this what's popping? Please yeah, first don't segment tell me this one's is, not <laughs> Our first segment is our pop culture recommendation okay. segment. And again, I do want to emphasize, Ooh. let's try to 
uh, keep the recommendations pretty short so we can stay on a nice pace here. This segment is where you get to recommend a book, a video game, some music, anything that you like, anything in pop culture that you've been experiencing recently. It could actually be a positive thing, a reaction you have to it, or a negative reaction possibly. Typically, people don't- The segment is called What's Popping in Here is the Theme Song. Lady, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. Brian, uh, typically people don't. Your bits have consequences for our good friend, Jarek. Wait, please, I'm getting confused. Thank I need you. To hear him. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> Thank you. In my time um, of need. And I do want to emphasize I'm that. Layton, I'm sorry. In this bit, we really do need to kind of move quickly through these recommendations. So let's not, let's not draw, I'm, Brian, draw I'm, them out. I'm so that, sorry. I yes, think you're please. cutting out. Could you start? Nobody yes, likes thank you. this. Thank, thank you. No, Robert. but not a single person in this situation actually <laughs> likes this. Could you go back? I think you were talking about something about pop culture. <laughs> yeah, I believe I, I was going to actually ask you to read my astrological sign. Can you give me like 10 minutes though? <laughs> so the real thing about the segment which as Leighton said, now I can't pretend she didn't say it because she did say it. The segment is called What's Poppin'. I don't want to, in any sense, diminish her contribution to the introduction for this segment. Leighton is a valued member of the Leighton Knight team, and we do appreciate her contributions and the energy uh-huh. and work ethic that she brings to the show. Brian, be honest with What? Has Leighton made a song for What's Poppin'? You know what? Leighton's voice is in the theme song for What's Poppin'. So I would mm-hmm. be remiss mm-hmm. to not credit her for contributing to the theme song. Right. And we have written songs together for this show as well. Are you going to play that song for me? The thing about that song is I do feel like it needs a little bit of context just to, to set the stage. You know, the problem with the educational system today, and allow me to just go off on this for a few minutes here, yes, is please, the please. arts have been thoroughly marginalized by today's educators. And in fact, that's a process that's mm-hmm. been going on for many, many years now, right? I love science education. I think it's very important. But I feel like an arts education needs to be given along with the science education as well to make people well-rounded human beings. And mm-hmm. in a process that's been going on probably for the last 50, maybe even more years, we're seeing funding to arts education programs decreasing steadily over time in favor of, you know, quote unquote, hard skills that people can use to get jobs, to get into college, whatever, things like that. And I really think that I don't want to so be- legitimately a, not funny, I don't want to be- I thought we were past this. I really thought we were past this. We're on episode 106, man. I can't. I don't know why you'd think this would be funny. I have had a long fucking day, Layton, Brian. Layton, Layton, Please. Layton, something. Yeah. Thank you. Layton, speak. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Layton, as someone who left an arts education, I wouldn't expect you to understand the value <laughs> of an arts education. But of course, I think it's important to establish the context for things, which is why an education in art is important. And by art, of course, I mean writing, music, visual art, filmmaking, you know, all of these. I'm looping them all into the arts and more broadly speaking, the humanities. So I don't want to contribute to the problem by not giving Allie the context for the What's Poppin' theme song. Can I also give you some context? Because I think it's really important. Please. I have a BFA. Mm -hmm. So everything you're saying. I have a BFD. So true. Well, I don't know. What the, is it a BOFA? Do you have a BOFA? I do. I, I, I do have a BOFA. <laughs> this is fucking show. I hate this fucking show. Man. Yeah. This is the fucking worst. I'm not uh, yes ending this. I'm knowing. No. My therapist said I had to work on this. No. <laughs> I think that as a person who spent five years mm-hmm. almost failing at art school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Everything you're saying is really valid. Thank I you. think it's really important to have this context I appreciate for this. this next bit that Thank has you. not happened yet. It's not happening. Just to be clear, if I may offer one slight correction, it is a segment and not a bit. <laughs> one man's segment is another man's You know what? That is true. <laughs> I just think that, like, art is stupid. <laughs> And Jarek, you hear me? I tried to stop this. I tried to to stop this. Do you think you could walk me through it again? Sure. I forgot. This is the theme song to What's Poppin', and it goes here. What's Poppin'? What's Poppin'? Great. Layton, what's (laughs) Poppin'? Since you seem so eager to move on with this. Dear 
fucking God. We're 106 episodes in, Brian. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. no words. You've won. Stop. She's already dead. I can't. (laughs) (sighs) Hours upon hours, you do this to me. My life, I've spent hours of my life listening to this shit. Man, that one was so funny that I totally pissed myself. Or if it was a serious <laughs> clip that was so thought provoking that, 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 that I just that, that I also pissed myself <laughs> out of respect. Out of respect. Myself out of respect. You see, you know, there's there there's a fear piss. There's a respect piss. There's a dominance piss. There's a submission <laughs> piss. Um, when was the last time you pissed your pants? <laughs> Minions exist to help bad people, right? That is their function. Yes, minions exist to help bad people enjoy bad movies. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like their canonical function is to yes. help bad people. So That's this is correct. what I want to ask That's you. Correct. Are you going where I think you're going with this? Yeah. Yes, this is what I ask my friend every time. He's, I have a friend that genuinely loves minions with all his heart, bless his soul. Okay. I ask him, where were the minions in the year 1939 <laughs> mm-hmm. to 1945? Yep. In the years... <laughs> Where were those minions? Well, you know what? They do, I think, somewhat cover this in the Minions movie, right? Okay, you just outed yourself. (laughs) I outed myself as having a child is how I outed myself. Okay, fair enough. You have an excuse, my friend. Does it? Because every time I ask this question, he says, you know that they were frozen in ice like Spider-Man or Captain America or whatever. Right. They didn't help Hitler. You have to think that they did it specifically to avoid the question of, did the minions help Hitler? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. But then by the 60s, they were awake or whatever. Yeah. Where were the minion Nuremberg trials? Because (laughs) if they hadn't been in ice, they would have helped Hitler. (laughs) Well, I mean, there were other people available who weren't Hitler at the time. I think the the Hitler problem really opens up a can of worms, as it always does, of just all of the monsters of history. Yeah, like maybe, why why not Stalin? Why not Mussolini? Did Bundy have a couple of minions trailing behind him? Oh, there we go. This is awesome. We can't talk about this anymore. (laughs) The idea that every famous serial killer has like one minion following behind them, just being like, Banana. Oh, maybe the, is the the B in BTK banana for the minion? Oh my God. Don't do this. Bananas to Kevin. Bro. Right? And Kevin's a minion. There we go. First of all, do you think that the Zodiac killer could have been a bunch of minions standing in a code? <laughs> yeah, that's 100% the case. That's why I fucked up the code because the minions were all distracting him. So there I am in the funeral home just covered in piss. <laughs> And like, I don't know how to extricate myself from the situation. I'll send you this clip so you can send it to your therapist because that was uh Yeah, I, I really opened up to you there. It's fine. We all have our dark secret, <laughs> our, 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 our piss <laughs> secrets. <laughs> the, the time I did my most respectful piss. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for the best of 2022 part two. Is that, Jarek, is that an okay bumper? Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>